The final word on season five of the Vegas Golden Knights today on SLGND. The Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast presented by the D Hotel. No playoffs for the first time in Golden Knights history, so what happened? We take a step back, examine what was missing, what needs to be better, what went wrong and what went right, and the key question, what's next? What lessons to learn from the DNA of recent Cup contenders as we get ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs, which will include some Golden Knights broadcasters. We also discuss our Jack Adams Award ballots, finalists for Coach of the Year, and much more. It's the final episode of SLGND of the season, the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast, presented by the D Hotel. And now... Here's Dave. Can you believe Dan Doobie have done that 93 times now? Well, that you, doesn't count false starts. Yeah, so probably Redo's, close to 100. Do-overs. And 10. I, I, it's only a couple of words. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it up. How could you times. mess that up? Mm-hmm. Well, you told me, and I, I, you have detailed notes on this. This is the 93rd edition of SLGND. SLGND episode 93. It From rhymes. year one to today. Yeah. This and this dandy. That's great. So uh, at least we got that going for ourselves. Which is nice. I am some guy named Dave. Dave Gosher, along with Shane Knighty, Gary Lawless, Dan Duva, all present and accounted for. And for this season, for the 21-22 campaign, the... Last SLGND, as we sit here on the 2nd of May, um, and we've got a few things to get to. And we'll start off, Shane, to, to keep you from dozing off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this. The Golden Knights have had a ton of success for the first four years. This season was a roller coaster from training camp to last Friday in St. Louis. Have you been able to kind of digest what happened and what do you make of what occurred with this team this year? Well, I think we've covered it throughout as it has kind of gone along. Uh, you know, when I look at it, and certainly, you know, big factor was the injuries they had this year, without question. And people can call them excuses. And, you know, I don't think they're going to use that. I still think this team had enough that they should be in the postseason. Um, but I think they, just too many waves. And that takes a toll on a team in so many different ways when you constantly lose players consistently. I think they fought through that you know, first wave when they lost Stone, Pacioretty, Carlson, Martinez, uh, able to fight through, then come back December, really good month. And then something kind of changed there when they got hit again. And you know, January kind of floated through. And we, we know from the All-Star break on is where everything went down they went from first place in the pacific to out of a playoff spot so uh you know it fell apart on them uh injuries were a factor i think there's a lot of points they left on the table against teams they should have beat uh and you know there's some areas that 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 they needed to be better um for this team to to be in that spot so you know i think you know outside of year one every time we end our last podcast it's with disappointment it's with reflection and evaluation because unless you're hoisting that cup you know year one will give them a buy they got to that point which no one expected but beyond that every year every team's goal first is to get to the playoffs that's the first step and then from there it's to hoist the cup and the ones that don't everybody reevaluates and looked at it again it's always you know disappointing you can't finish it off so this year even more disappointing because they didn't make the first step and that's playoffs and there's a lot for them to look at here and i don't think there needs to be widespread panic uh, i think there's a couple of moves that maybe need to be made but i, I don't think it's something about tearing it down and building it back up i think to, come next season when we do this we'll be talking about them being a team that's a contender again lawman what say you 
the injuries were historical. Yeah. Let's the things that that affected this team. The special teams were not were not good enough. The team save percentage was not good enough. And so that those are the those are the symptoms. What's the what's the cause? And and I do think that the injuries play a, a big role in that because you know you have you have people out of the lineup, in and out of the lineup all year long. They never established a rhythm on their power play. And their power play let them down time and time again. Look good in St. Louis. <laughs> Zipper around in game 82. You know, I said to Dan a couple of times on the radio, you know, like, are we looking at what it, might exactly. have been? And that's what I thought. Right? You know, just, and they were relaxed. They didn't grip, they didn't grip the stick, you know, so uh, too tight. The penalty killing, same thing. You know, you had people in and out and uh, we talk about all these, other, all these other injuries. We never talk about Riley Smith who they didn't have all the way down the stretch there. And I think when he got hurt, I don't think Mark Stone was ready. And I think when Smith got hurt, that was like, okay, I, I, I'm going to have to find a way to gut this out. And if Smith hadn't have got hurt, I think Stone would have stayed on LTIR right till the playoffs because he wasn't ready. What we saw from Mark Stone for the first, well, he didn't have an impact until the last game. And then, he, you know, he scores a goal. He got an assist in uh, Chicago. And then he scores in St. Louis, and you could watch him during the game. You know, he was knocking pucks down. He was stealing pucks. He looked way better. He had a, he actually, you know, he had a center lane drive where he you know, went right to the net and created some opportunity. He was a different guy. Anyways, I, I, I think that those areas were glaring. I don't think the team – I didn't like the way the team played all year long. I don't think they ever established really an identity. And, and again, that's a symptom. And I, to me, the number one cause is the injuries. Now, I'm not going to hide from things I said. When we did SLG and D before the, 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 the trade deadline, we all said, what, what would you add? And I said I would add a Nick Delorier type, and I still think they are missing that type of guy—a a, a guy who doesn't wear a letter, but will be a leader. Will will stand up in the in the dressing room and bark and back it up on the ice by protecting players, going out, running at the opposition, running around, giving the team some physical swagger. They didn't have that this year. I didn't see it. Dan, what do you make of uh, the last several months, eight, nine months? I'll start with the, the big picture thing. Take it a big step back. They played 82 games this year. Huh. And that's only the third time in five years they've played all 82 in the regular season. And uh, I'll say it because we, we've talked about COVID so many times over the last couple of years. Isn't it nice to have gotten through all of this and to really feel like it's behind us. And there were a few games that were postponed and canceled over the course of the season, but those games that were postponed were made up. You have the uh, February was supposed to be three weeks off, no Olympics. And that sort of still affected this season in a way it ends three weeks later than a normal NHL season would. But the thought that comes to me is they played all 82. It's going to be a normal postseason. It'll end a few weeks later than it would, but that's more because of the Olympics than COVID. And you would certainly think that next year it will be a totally return to normal, start on time, finish on time, 82 games, et cetera. So let's just all be thankful for that. That's number back, one. Back on the hockey calendar. Back yeah. on the hockey calendar. Yeah, because my hockey internal clock is all screwed up 
And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Uh, the other thing is, you mentioned Riley Smith, Gary, and I think it's a it's a very important one to mention. The other person who didn't miss as much time as, say, Martinez or Stone or Pacioretty, but I think when he missed games was super critical. That's Braden McNabb yeah. in March. And we think about Riley Smith and you think about Braden McNabb. These are guys who've been here for all five years, so reliable. They've never been the stars of this team. But... And I can ask Shane about what it means to be that super consistent, reliable guy. Mm. And all of a sudden, no longer there. And when they needed a big penalty kill or when they needed some stability in March, he wasn't there. He missed basically the whole month of March. And that's really where the nosedive occurred. So to me, those couple of guys, you know, we could talk about adding people. And I don't disagree with what you said, Gary, about adding people. Talked about identity, not finding the identity. To me, it is what is the identity and how much of that future identity is connected to the people like Smith and McNabb, who have been so consistent for this team through five years. Because to me, I think about the Golden Knights and their identity through five years. I think of players like that. Yeah, and I you mentioned Riley Smith. He's I don't know if he's the most vocal guy, but I think he's a big leader in that room. We've heard many times a young player come up and talk about, you know, Riley Smith, the way he handles himself as an influence. And you miss those types, especially when you're trying to push for that playoff spot. And, you know, not only is value on the ice, off the ice is just as important. So the month of March, Dan, to your point, they went eight and eight in that month. But I was just trying to do it on the fly here. But you think about he left McNabb left the lineup March 4th to the 26th. That was a stretch he missed. And that was the gauntlet month, right? February was late. March was the gauntlet month. And in that stretch, in that stretch, was where they lost that five-game road trip all in regulation, right? Games in Philly, team you should beat. Buffalo team you should beat. Pittsburgh playoff team. Columbus non-playoff team. Winnipeg non-playoff team. And then come back home, win a couple, go back to Minnesota, and Winnipeg can get shut out back-to-back games. Yeah. All those games without break. So that's seven... What's that? Seven out of nine, yeah, right there. It's, it's he played sixty nine out of eighty two, right. so only missed thirteen. Yeah. But to me, it's it's win. In other words, yeah, great point. Alec yeah. Martinez missed a huge chunk of the season, and don't get me wrong, getting him back and maybe that Chicago win and his return he, that very well may have been because of Alec Martinez, and and what he does is I think terrific. I think that was a very smart move of re-signing him going into this past season. But again, it's just to 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 go back to the thought of. When you need somebody most, you go to the guy who has been there. The team kind of figured out how to get by without Alec Martinez. Guy stepped up, whether it was Nick Hague or Zach Whitecloud or Dylan Coughlin, Ben Hutton came in. Again, that's not to say that Alec Martinez isn't somebody you want in there. But they kind of figured out how to get by without him. They had a very good first few months of the season without Alec Martinez. But when they lost Braden McNabb, it's almost as though they lost a compass, I thought. To your point, just quick, Gary, about Riley Smith, too. His last game was March 6th at home against Ottawa. Then we go on that trip east. Yeah. He never played another game. Uh, it it coincides. We never saw him. Yeah, again. The, the dates yep. are not exact, but to me, it, like, I yeah. think that that is, I think it's a really shows the, what the importance of identity is and how those two guys are a big part of it. They beat Edmonton 4 nothing on February 8th. You guys weren't on that trip. We went to get on the plane. You still called the game. What do you yeah, mean? We called we're on the, the trip. We don't know about it. On. Just hold on. Go the comfort of our children. Dan and I went perch. to get on the plane, and on our approach to the plane, 
Mark Stone and Kelly McCrimmon stood on on the tarmac and had a long conversation. And Dan and I, that's why I was saying you guys weren't there. Dan and I, we said, what's that about? And sometimes it's, you know, hey, we need tomorrow off or whatever it could be. You know, it's not rare to see the captain talking to the head coach or the general manager. It happens. He's the, he's the liaison between the players and the next level. We found out that he was going on LT a couple days later that he was shutting down and he was going to go on LTIR, LTIR after they were in first place in the Pacific Division that night, third in the West they went 14, 15, and 5 the rest of the way. That's 23rd in the NHL. So for that like that was the high point which began the descent. And to your point, they got used to having no Martinez because Ben Hutton filled in and, and did a really good job. But once you took once Hag got hurt and then Martinez was still hurt and you took McNabb out. Now all of a sudden you're you're putting this the, the, the D together with bailing wire and they a couple of games in Winnipeg they had two American League guys in the lineup and I think you can miss a forward I don't I, I, and and get by missing two D two important D I think is a three when you include egg is that's too much that really degrades your team. When that point you made, Gary, about where they were at the All-Star break right after the win against against Edmonton, they were seven points up on Calgary. With Now, Calgary had five games in hand, yeah. and they more than made up all that <laughs> ground. They were in a great spot at that point in the season. That's what you said earlier, Shane. And I, I think we mentioned it might have been after the back-to-back shutouts, the Winnipeg-Minnesota, I guess the order was flipped. But I remember saying on television, you know, that second wave of injuries just killed them killed them where they just couldn't recover and it was Smith and Haig and Stone again and Pacioretty again McNabb. and McNabb and Leonard I think was hurt at that point like they just couldn't and Howden they couldn't they just couldn't overcome it and you know and that we can maybe get into this I mean is it the fact they were in the race until game 81 with everything they went through um, Gary, you had this note on television about uh, the team that last team to make the playoffs missing over 500 man games due to injury. Was no note. team has no ever, team's ever done it. No, no, no. St. Louis so, uh, was in 08, 09, had like 430. And that, that was the last the, that was the last team with more than 400 to make it. And only four teams with more than 400 have ever made it, but no one with 500. Let the other team with 500 man games lost this year is the Montreal Canadiens. They might draft first. Yeah. They, they've got the best odds. They finished last. They're the worst team in the NHL and Vegas misses by a breath. Um, so let me ask you this. So the, the injuries have played a huge part of it. You mentioned Gary that, you know, could they use an in, an infusion of a guy like a Nick Delorier? They used to have a guy, Ryan Reeves. Um, I, I guess my point is, I don't know, is it as simple as everybody was hurt, let's come back next year? Or do they have to tweak it? And I don't think, I'm, I'm with you, Shane. That's not, let's burn the house down. They don't no. need to burn. They can't burn the house down. They have too many good players. But what do they need? What do they, you look at this team and if they're all healthy, but what are they still, is there an intangible they're missing that they need to try to get between now and October? Well, Gary touched on it. And whether I don't know if Nick Delore, I think they need, 
those voices in the room. So you need those role players that carry leadership weight in the room. Yeah. Um, you know, their role players were a lot of young guys this year that are just starting their careers. They're not going to say anything in there. I think leadership's great. And I think they've got good leadership, but they're all they're top players. You need that secondary role player type guy, like Belmar was. Belmar, yeah. There's a, they've had a lot of those, and I, I think some of that's missing here. Some of that uh, character that you want to bring in in your bottom half of your lineup uh, to help really balance it out. Um, Delore is a guy I like. Yeah, you know, I we keep throwing his name, but he just one that sticks out because there's so few of those guys now. Mm. They, they, they aren't around as much as they were. Well, he can play, right? Yeah, he, they need yeah. to play first. He and can foremost. kill penalties. He can play ten minutes a night. He's he's. Def- I'm just we're just using this as an, as an example, but that type of guy that can play, kill penalties, and if somebody looks sideways at. Max Pacioretty or Jack Eichel, you know, then something happens. Yeah. And saying that, it's fair to point out that Keegan Colasar yes. had more fights this year than anybody in Golden Knights yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I'm not pointing towards uh, fights all the time. I'm thinking more of uh, uh, a hit, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a little something after a, uh, after a whistle, like a scrum. You watch Tampa. In the playoffs in particular, every face-off, I mean, every whistle, face wash, little jab, little bit of this, they distract the Corey opp- Perry. opposition yeah. constantly. It's through their whole lineup. Kept, like they kept bringing in different players who do that. Yes. Well, Corey Perry's yeah. been, you know, big part. That's been his yeah. career. His his game's come down. He's not a 30-40 goal guy anymore, but he's still he would yeah, this year. He's yeah. almost close to 20. You look yeah. at Calgary, right, when Daryl Sutter took over. Yeah. Who do they bring in? Zadorov, good Branson. They already have Lucic, Kachuk. You don't want Kachuk to have to do it, but you don't. Guys that, but if, you love the way he plays. Yeah. Yes. If it comes to it, the business can be taken care of. Yeah. But um, they might win the Stanley Cup. Yes. There, uh, there's not much. You know, it's funny. I was kind of looking at their their kind of their defense score. Like it's not. They don't have a stud, Headman. McCall. Hannafin's pretty. He's a high pick that yeah. they, that was projected kind to be stunning. He kind of became good. this year, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, and play, I. It, it, who plays with Tanev? Uh, Shillington. Shillington, who's turned into a you know yeah. good offensive T- guy. Tanev is such a like Tanev yeah. is like the sets the table for that guy. It makes it easy. They also the, all the guys in Calgary. I read an article that if they if they get a chance to play with Tanev, they're like, oh yeah, I want to play with them. He makes it easy for everybody. And you know we can kind of steer back to the Golden Knights. Their goaltending has been excellent this year. Markstrom had nine shutouts to lead the league. Vladar had a couple more. Yeah. So that leads to. Look, there's change that's inevitable after every season, right? Whether you go to the final. I mean, they changed up a fair amount after they went and were within three wins of winning the whole thing. You win back-to-back finals. In and Tampa, look at Tampa, Tampa right? Yeah, you have to. So, you know, that is a, the question of, you know, we kind of ran the math, Gary. They're at about $84 million committed for next year in salary. The yeah. cap's going up a million to 82 and a half. Um, you know, where, how does their goaltending situation shake out? Um, There's like 20 teams in the league that are just like them. Yeah, they're, they're right, all. They're all yeah. have it there right around the cap or just over. And and you've got UFAs. You've got young guys that need raises. There's, they're not the only team facing no. this. It's, got, it's league-wide. And it's because the cap is not moving up. And, and, and Vegas made some... You know, some uh, very aggressive acquisitions, uh, which, you know, they knew when they 
got Jack Eichel, there would be a day when they were going to have to, you know, there's going to be a reckoning. You're going to have to, you have to tweak your roster a little bit to, uh, to fit all these guys in. That's just, that's reality. So th- that, that will be, that'll be an interesting process league wide to see how yeah. teams deal. With and that. I wonder, you know, with the goaltending situation, like they feel, and, and Steve spot told us, uh, maybe morning of the game of Chicago, you at, they feel like they have something there with Thompson. Yeah. You've got Robin Leonard, who's been injured this year. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see if he's going to have surgery. Lauren Brossois, we haven't seen in a long time. He was out. Well, the rumor, the rumor on the street is that that Hockey Canada is taking yeah. a real long, hard look at Logan Thompson for the World Championships in Finland in a couple of weeks, right? May thirteenth so, to the twenty ninth. That just confirms, you know, the Gold yeah. Knights think they have something. We think they have something. Yeah. Well, nobody really cares what we think, but no. if Hockey Canada yeah. is going to ask him to go be their guy at World Championship, that's for- a big step for young men. Like, because anytime you can make a Canada roster of any sort. Yeah, you know, it's a pretty big pool. Absolutely. Well, so like I was thinking on the weekend, uh, you know, I was wondering, I wonder if Logan Thompson will go to the to the Henderson Silver Knights and go and try and help them go on a Calder Cup run. That's good for a young player. Really good. Going to the World Championship. The next step. Next step. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, you're playing for your country. So there's 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 a unique pressure there. You're playing with really good players. Yeah. All, lots of NHL players at, at that. And it's tournament. goalies that that are kind of starting their careers. And I'm trying to remember some names, but I think Kemper was there just a few years ago. You look at what he did. Thirty seven wins this year with Colorado. Like yeah. there's some goalies that, you know, when they're just starting their NHL careers and they see something, hockey can says, OK, this guy's ready to break through or he's he's on the cusp. So let's bring them over. And then, so if this is just valuable experience. If this is what happens with Logan Thompson, this is a great step in his career and in his future to just learning more and, and being just being in that position, that big game mentality. Cause I think that's the biggest thing for a goaltender, a young goaltender. And we saw it. He's deflated after a couple of shootings. He's got to, got to learn to recover to shake those off and i'm not saying he doesn't but i think he'll get better and better at it that's the next thing of becoming you know a goalie at the national league when the vegas golden knights were playing their first games in 2017 logan thompson was in his final year in the whl for the brandon weed kings and that the general manager kelly mccrimmon thought that would be the end no pro contract in his future next thing you know he's playing college hockey at brock university and that's the 1819 season. Then he finds himself contract in the ECHL with the South Carolina Stingrays. Then he finds himself with the Vegas Golden Knights organization in Henderson for the abbreviated weird year last year. He's the best goalie in the American Hockey League. In this season, he plays more games in Henderson than the NHL, but it's pretty close. Yep. So he has gone from the WHL one year to college, Canadian college hockey yep. the next year, to the ECHL to the AHL, to the NHL. When's the last time you saw a goalie and now possibly one year? Now possibly Team Canada. Exactly, exactly. It's like why, that is staggering. It's, it's, cra- it's crazy. It's why general managers never want to spend a first-round pick on a goalie because yeah. nothing's a sure thing, yeah. right? It's voodoo. Who knows what's going to happen with a goalie? Right, and sometimes you see the, the prodigy, the, yes. the 16-year-old kid you think is the next great thing, and then Logan Thompson's 25 years old. You know, late bloomers, you throw those labels around, and uh, who knows? Everybody's on a different trajectory. But that trajectory that I just outlined is staggering. That That is not a trajectory, A, that is common, but B, would you expect? And to me, it, it, it gives you 
a great deal of optimism for what's next. And that's my thought, too, you know, in, in, in terms of what's next for him. Can he is he a guy that could play half the schedule next year? I don't know. He, he just was the guy they had. They turned to late. Some of that was circumstance, yeah. quite obviously. Yeah. But he ran with it for them, with them, over the final two weeks of the season to try to get in the playoffs. And I don't remember when I, I said this on the air, but it was a couple of weeks ago when I, probably when I think he had won like five in a row or something. And uh, I said on the broadcast, you don't know if this is a fluke, a flash in the pan, or if it's the real deal. But there's only one way to find out. Yeah, yeah. And that, 35 what? games is a number I've heard uh, general managers and, uh, and you know, goalie coaches. And 35 starts in the NHL. After that, you can kind of start to look at a guy and, and see what you have there. Because, uh, uh, it, you know, like, like we said, there, there's, there's only one way to find out. And that's to give him more opportunity. He will come to training camp next year. With a with a uh, with a chance to be the number one, you would he will so. have an opportunity to, yeah. to to win that job. It and will not be. I don't think it'll be handed to anybody. No, camp. Yeah. And it shouldn't no. be. No, no. Mm. no. And, and just as as a counterpoint, you think of guys who have sort of risen up and taken the reins. Think of Matt Murray in Pittsburgh. Think of Jordan Binnington in St. Louis. And you figure that they're going to be then the answer for that respective organization. Well, Matt Murray's no longer in Pittsburgh. He's not even the guy in Ottawa. And then you've got Jordan Huso. Bennington, who's yeah. been overtaken by Billy Husso. Just yeah. two examples. And, 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 and it, Gary's so right. You never know the directory path of, of a goalie, right? And and sometimes yeah. it, it's longer. They say goal uh, defenseman's longer. Forward's the quickest. Defenseman, goalie's long. You were talking about Marks from earlier. I think, I think the most yeah. wins he had until he was like 27 was 10 or 13 wins. Yeah, like He didn't really come on the scene until you know, Vancouver late. And then now with Calgary, he is one of the best skating and puck handling goalies. He's in thirty-two, the NHL. and like it, it's just it such a while. It's an advantage. Like we talk about that D in Calgary, it's kind of set. It's kind of seven because if it if the puck comes down and he can play it and move it up, he's really good at. That's it. the best time of goalie to have. Yeah, no <laughs> I had Patrick Laleem. Our our call to him was leave it, <laughs> just leave it. <laughs> We'll take it from here. Patty, I got it. Thanks for your help. So the Golden Knights, um, we mentioned the goaltending situation up in the air as they head into this offseason, already in the offseason, I guess. They've got a couple of unrestricted free agents, uh, Riley Smith among them. See if they're able to work that out. Uh, One of the original misfits. Matthias Yanmark's the other. They get a lot of RFAs, but just, you know, some of the most notable ones, right? Nick Waugh, Keegan Colasar, Brett Howden, Nick Haig, Jonas Ronberg, Jake LeCision, all restricted free agents, a little different than the situation that's a lot different than the situation that Smith and, and Yanmark are in. So they've got some decisions to make here. Um, the other note I, I mentioned on the television sets the other night, Shane, was, and I didn't, uh, I didn't have the exact number, but Mark Stone did doing his in-between periods interview with Ashley. It's only the ninth game all year Stone and Eichel played in the lineup at the same time. So... You know, you have to wonder. That's a big factor. Enormous. And, and people are talking about it. The, the fact of the chemistry for this team, really, we didn't get a chance to see it. I understand that point that's made. Yes, this league and this business is about wins and losses. But the other factor is, and I, I, I the chemistry for a power play, anything, those guys, I think you started to see it at the end, but it, it 
you know, it's great when it's instantaneous, and it could be for a short while, but but the good power plays have been together. Look at, you know, Washington, Backstrom, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Oshie, Carlson. How long have they been together? Yeah, yeah. Uh, go to Tampa, Point, Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, Killorn. How long has that unit been together? The Blues zipping remember, around, right? The Blues. St. Louis. Remember there was talk. So help me with Tampa's trajectory because they – there was before they won their first cup, they uh, they either they got missed knocked, the playoff, they, got, they missed the playoff, and there was talk about John Cooper getting fired. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was like so, the, 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 and I just want to make this point: there are people that talk and write about hockey for a living that make a living by attracting attention. Yeah, it's it's full uh, full. Uh, Full um, transparency. I used to do it, right? <laughs> yep. It's what you know. Wh- what can I say today to shake the tree and get the peaches to fall? Right? You know, that's what that that, that's, that that's what you do. So th- there were people writing, legitimate people writing. John Cooper might be in trouble, and it's complete crap. John Cooper was never in trouble. Should never have been in trouble. Should never ever be in trouble, right? Like, like, leave him alone. Right. If, if I'm, I don't think he ever j- actually was. If he wasn't, I'm saying that. Yeah. And and there are people saying that certain people in the Golden Knights organization should be in trouble. They have absolutely no idea. You know who knows? Bill Foley, George McPhee. That's it. And that's what happens yeah. when you lose. Everybody points fingers, yeah. right? And, well, and, and, and that's been my theory the whole time. And I've been around coaches that got fired. I've played for coaches I wish got fired. But their job, <laughs> their job is to, is to put out a plan in place. The players execute it. And I'll tell you, these coach, anybody that coaches at this high of a level can put together a plan. Nowadays, yes. you know, 10 years ago, there's a few that were still a little pretty outdated, but now they put together plans and those plans don't differ very much team to team. Hockey's a read and react sport. That's on the players. Of course, it's the old, you can't fire 22 guys. It's easier to do one. But when there's, when, when things don't go out, that's why I said, I think it's, they really need to sit back. I don't think this is a dismantle thing. I think they've got some excellent pieces in, on both sides. I think the coaching staff's the right staff. I think. Some players, obviously, they're going to have to do things. Every team does on a normal year. There's change. Yeah, there's always turnover. And there's going to be change. But, yeah. But that's that's just the natural. Everybody wants to go you coach. St- I put it on the players. They're they're the ones I agree. that are responsible. Yeah. At, 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 at a certain point in time, everybody else is removed. And the 18, 20 guys that are tying up the skates, they go out there and they perform or they don't. Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, go ahead, Dan. What do you got there? I was going to yeah. say Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. I, I, yep. I pulled it up just to make sure that we were all on the right track. So John Cooper takes over at the end of the lockout season, 12-13. So he coaches the last 15 games. They were basically they out of the fired, anyway. uh, Guy They fired Guy Boucher in Winnipeg. I went to yeah. the press conference at the Fairmont Hotel in Winnipeg, and Steve Eiserman said, we're going to bring John Cooper up from, uh, from Syracuse. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. And... John Cooper's following year, his first full season, they lost in the first round. The year after that, which was 14-15, they went to the Stanley Cup final, yeah. lost to the Rangers. Then uh, is the uh, they get to the conference final again. Then they, as you pointed out, they missed the playoffs in 16-17. Stamkos missed the whole year. Exactly right. Then they, then they get to the conference finals and lose 
that was uh, then the the next year, eighteen nineteen, is the President's Trophy. They have the best regular season in yeah. basically twenty five years. Columbus, and they lose to Columbus. They get swept in the first round. They blew up their candles. And that's when the Cooper can't get them over the top. He's right. not the guy. Well, there would have been a couple times. And then they win the Stanley Cup in the, uh, the bubble years. season, yeah. and then of course last year the abbreviated yeah. season. Yeah. So they have been to the Stanley Cup final three times under John Cooper. He's only missed the playoffs. The one time, if you don't include the abbreviate, the uh, when he you know was hired late in the season, great so, example of patience. Yeah. And he is Stability. by far the longest tenured head coach in the National Hockey League, and he has been that for five years. Yeah. And, and they and, did tweak their team, though. Sure, yeah. tweak their team. Yeah, right. Maroon, Goodrow, Coleman, Belmar, Perry, Shen, Bogosian. They did make yeah. Talent. Significant tweaks to Talent. their team after they got blown out in that first round Shane, by Columbus. Shane will be furious about this. <laughs> Talent is the hard thing to get, yeah. the expensive yeah. thing to get. You yeah. get it, and then the character is the mortar. You get the bricks, and then you get the character to 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 fill in around. Well, you think about yeah. you know building a baseball team strong up the middle. You know in hockey they've they've got the goalie in Vasilevsky. They've yeah. got the captain and the offensive star in Stamkos, and they've got the big defenseman Norris candidate every year in Victor Hedman. Plus lots of other pieces that have come and they've moved on from people like Yanni Gord and that, that were fan favorites and other guys who have come through. But that that original core group has uh, the stars that were there before John yeah. Cooper. Uh, that group is has been there. Second, so you're, we talked about this a lot, Shane. That you, secondary level guys, mm-hmm. right? It's not all the cream at the top. It's no, you need both tweaks, tweaks. You know, and I, I was looking at Colorado. Jared Bednar takes over. Yeah, they missed the playoffs. They were horrendous, <laughs> dead last in the league. Right, so he takes over under terrible circumstances. Yeah, awful. Right? Patrick Patrick Waugh quits yeah. on the eve of training awful. camp. Awful. Me and Joe Joe Sackick isn't smart. I'm smarter than him. I'm. Taking my yep. my old pads and leaving, and then losing the first round to Nashville. They've got knocked out in the second round three years in a row, of course, last year by the Golden Knights. But you know that's a team that. So are they the best team? You know, with an eye towards the playoffs coming up here starting tonight, they're the best team probably not to win in this last stretch of five, six, seven years, right? Yeah, Tampa's won. Yeah. Florida is just Florida is just in, getting there. Just getting there. Calgary right? missed yeah. the playoffs last year. Yeah, Pittsburgh won in sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. But, you know, and again, Washington won at 18, 18, 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Colorado's a team that you look at what, and they've had, you know. Would you fire Jared Bednar? No. Absolutely not. Not a chance. Absolutely not. But after last year, right? They think they've got it probably sewn up. They're up two games to none on Vegas. They lose four in a row. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, and, you know, we kind of talked about this on on Lawless and Oregon. My hope is, and again, to your point, nobody gives a rat's ass what I think. I do. You're on a short list. Christine doesn't. She does not. <laughs> Can we just have everybody decompress for a yes. couple of weeks before yeah. this hat? You know, this person. Th- th- oh yeah. Hold the phone. It's and it's, it's so interesting too because, like, the narrative that goes out there is all. It's a lot of it is recency bias, and it's 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 loaded. One guy, one writer wakes up and decides I'm going to put this out there. Like if Mark Andre Fleury doesn't flub that puck, what game was that? <laughs> three. Game three. If that doesn't happen, and Vegas goes on to win that game, they go to the Stanley Cup. Like that was the that yeah. that broke the that broke the camel's back. They won the next game. They did. In overtime. They did. And then yeah. they had another. What happened in the next game? They lost it. Would have been overtime. Three one yeah. though. 
Yeah. 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 No, right. it's it's the no. butterfly effect. What happens? Yeah. Yes. Other things exactly. change. Yeah. You know, that was it was a critical loss. Sure. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, they go to the cup and then would they have beaten Tampa last year? I don't know. Uh, it, like it, it would have been fun to watch. Like Stone was banged up. Like that was, you know, he was operating on, I don't know, two cylinders at that point in time. So, so you, you never know. But it's just like these little moments in a franchise's history. You have to look at the whole thing. Pete DeBoer's taking this team to two Final Fours, and th- 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 and this team has been playing playoff hockey since its inception. Like that first year was was magical and they went all the way to the final like it's just like i'm with you just look let's look at the whole picture i said at first why are you with him <laughs> i'm with you too i think i think we're yeah, all on the yeah, same page and here's yeah, the other i'm like i'm, I'm like the, i'm like the the recency bias i i forgot what you said <laughs> a long time ago that was a whole 10 minutes ago the other part of it is and chain we talked about this i don't know if it was on or off tv it doesn't matter this is how it should have been at the start <laughs> yeah. Try to make yeah. the playoffs. This is supposed to be year one. Not really get camera. in. You, you make a push, but you fall short. Maybe yeah. even the first couple of years. No one ever would have thought it would be completely flipped the way it is. But here's the thing. It has been flipped. So now they've missed the expectations. You know, this team goes from a cup favorite in training camp, all these people that put all these shows together, to missing the playoffs. Now, we've just kind of, for the last half hour, dissected why but I think it's pretty imperative for them the way they're built to win this right now with guys in their prime that uh, they can't have this happen again. Next but year. So it's good that it happened. I, I, think, I think it's not the worst thing in the world. A blessing in disguise. Back a blessing in disguise. And reassess. You, you keep, you'll go to Final Fours, you're disappointed. All right, we need to be better. We need to do something. You don't make playoffs. You're taking a deep dive into yourself, your teammates, yeah. and everything. That's And everybody. McPhee will take a deep, deep dive Every, everybody. into his into his bin, McCrimmon into his, the pro scouts into theirs, the coaching staff, the players, everybody's going to be taking a long, hard look at what they do, what their process is, and how they can be better. And like five months off for Mark Stone? It's a few of them that probably can use Yes, but to me... He, he and, I, and maybe I'm wrong. I just, I look at him and I, and a healthy Mark Stone that is putting up, you know, a point a game makes this team way different than what than Jack what, Eichel than what from the today. start and a exactly. full summer yeah. for him. Like, you know, I don't even think he's acclimated yet. Now Max he pa- will be. Max Pacioretty, Petrangelo. Yeah. Those guys that have been in one spot their whole career. We've seen it here. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't just happen. And I think next year would be completely different. Now, there is this sort of, uh, this has become a, a narrative as well, that Vegas is the most hated team in the NHL. Well, great. You don't want to be the most liked team in the NHL because that means you're a patsy. It means everybody, <laughs> like, every every fan base loves to see you coming into town because it's two points in the bank. So being hated, I'm fine with that. So let's go even, since we'll use the wrestling term, the heel turn. Sounds like you're used to it. They were, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They were the baby face in year one, right? Everybody loved them. Well, now they're the heel. They need the next heel act for them is they're, they, they traded their first round draft pick to the Buffalo Sabres. It's part of the Jack Eichel deal. Oh, you're but hoping. It, but it's top 10 protected. So now. If they if they can move up, the most you can move up is ten slots. 
they have two chances to move up. I think they so they're either if Vegas goes to six, if somehow they win and they go to six, if the if the lottery balls fall the right way for them, they get that pick. And Buffalo it, their pick moves to Buffalo to 2023. 20, like, to me, that would be fantastic. If Vegas won the won their spot in the lottery and got to draft six, like that would deeper. just. I'd like, like to win the lottery too. That is yeah. the, that is Bobby the Brain Heenan doing his <laughs> doing his best his best heel turn. His best line ever. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. Yes, <laughs> I liked it when he called called the fans "you humanoids," "you Seven Eleveners." That's great. Well, Fantastic. you mentioned the draft law, man. That's July seventh and eighth. Um, you know, we're still kind of on this screwed up calendar, right? But it's a little bit later the draft this year, the seventh and eighth. Unrestricted free agency doesn't click in until July twelfth. Usually, every summer that's July first, but it hasn't been that way for. Three summers in a row now. Um, and speaking of kind of putting a wrap on this season, Dan, so they probably wisely only allow the broadcasters to vote for the Jack Adams for Coach of the Year. Mm. We're not allowed to vote for any of these other awards. Yeah, they, they spread uh, these things around. Yeah. And so we get a vote on that. And uh, so let me, you know, you can disclose your ballot. I don't have any problem saying who I voted. Who, who do you got in your, I can see some detailed scribbled notes over some there. Scribbling, some cross outs, uh, some arrows. Some pondering. Some dots. I, I have some breaking news after we Okay, great. This, this yes. is great. No, what, 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 it's, it's, it's a podcast. We don't, <laughs> it's, it's, By the time anybody hears I, this, I, it won't I, be breaking it. I don't have to break it right this minute. We can hear what you have to say. We can oh, edit it to open the podcast for the right, Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, scribbled down some names just off the top of my head. And then I went back and kind of looked at some stuff, you know, sort of perception versus what were the actual results. But uh, I, the first name I wrote down was Jared Gallant. Yep. First yep. year with the New York Rangers. We know all the changes there. They have been one of the best teams in the NHL. They didn't, you know, they end up in second place in their division, not quite as high as they had been earlier. But still, what Gerard Gallant has done there seems to me he did it here. And won the Jack Adams here. Uh, certainly, this is it's worth pointing out that this is a regular season award. Gerard Gallant got the Jack Adams because of what the Knights did in the regular season. They could have lost four games yeah. against L.A. and been out, and Gerard still would have won the Jack Adams that first year. Daryl Sutter is the next name I wrote down. Calgary, and he's been there for a couple of years now. You've pointed out how they have been healthy. And that was the one thought that I had. Well, maybe, you know, where does he fit? But. You know, look at where they were. Talked about how far ahead the Knights were. They have found their way, and they're among the best teams in the Western Conference up there. He with gives Colorado. the best press conference of the NHL. He too. does. <laughs> that, that that is part of the considerations for some, I, I guess. Uh, and then, you know, I wrote down Jared Bednar's name. You know, last year, you know, by tiebreaker, gets the President's Trophy over the Golden Knights. I use the same logic with John Cooper. He got one of my votes last year to go that far. And to then do it again, like that's not easy. So I, I've got Bednar down here. You know, we talk about the, the injuries overcome. I wrote Mike Sullivan's name down for that reason. And then uh, the the surprise and sort of like how Craig Berube did what he did with St. Louis a few years ago. I wrote down Jay Woodcroft yeah. because Edmonton, when they had that long losing streak, they make the coaching change. And here they are. You know, they were they didn't sneak into the playoffs. I mean, they have put themselves in a spot that they, uh, you know, 
I guess they didn't really challenge Calgary for the division, but there they are. And, and they're, they've got some of the best players, it seems, with several coaches since McDavid arrived. They haven't been able to quite get it right. And I don't know if Woodcroft is the long-term answer, but he's figured it out over the last few months. So I didn't have Woodcroft on my list. I had all those other guys uh, in my long list. I also had Brunette yep. in Florida, yep. and I also had McClelland in L.A., and uh, I uh, well, I won't tell you who I voted for other than Daryl Sutter was is my pick to win the Jack Adams. I had Andrew Brunette. Brunette's mine. Yeah. yeah. Florida, what happened pick. there? They yeah. lost 100%. the Hall of Fame coach in yep. yeah. Quenville. Yeah. And yeah. He's I, my number two. And, and the reason why I didn't put him down. I've almost told you all my ballot. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> is, and, and it's not to take away from what Brunette has done, but it seems to me that the team was in place, Quinville had his fingers on it, and that it was sort of handed off. That doesn't take away from Br- what Brunette has done, but there are things that, that these coaches that I have listed, what they have done is more than just taking a handoff. They've had to advance a team to, to do something that perhaps it uh, would have been a challenge to do. I'm I sure it Cooper, wasn't easy in Florida, but... It, it cuts I, both I, ways, because like, they, they could have fallen apart there. If they, they didn't have, have the yeah, right guy true. to step in and fill those footsteps that's true, what, that's and the get everyone to buy in, they're not... You know what I mean? So that's, why, he's, that's why he was number I two. I had Cooper on my ballot because he ne- he's never won the Jack Adams. Yeah. He just won two Stanley Cups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how hard it is to still keep your team competitive? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and accountable. And, and accountable. That that is impressive. That's why I I had him on my ballot last year, and, and it's hard, you know. It's, <laughs> when the team is that good all the time, it, it almost like it takes away from you know the the, the resume for a Jack Adams. On, it shouldn't, but it, it, it the fact it that he does. hasn't won it. Yeah. Are yeah, we ready no. for the breaking news? Yeah. What do you, let's wrap up the pod with some yeah, breaking news. Logan. Thursday, May fifth. Okay. This just came out no from Turner Sports. Yeah. If you are watching the National Predators versus the Colorado Avalanche, two of your Golden Knights broadcasters, Shane Netnighty and Darren Elliott, will be uh, will be on that call. And later that night, only a half an hour later, so you're gonna have to pick Dave Gosher. We'll be doing the Calgary, the Dallas Stars versus Calgary Flames. So uh, I would pick the first game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to find a way to I'll, I'll and just, put I'll, that. Just on. watch. I'll just a, watch Saturday. Driving the ratings right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. right. Watch yeah. Saturday. So and then you guys got other games. Oh, Saturday, Colorado versus Nashville. Well, this is this is the dream team. Gosher, ninety between the benches. No, no, you're upstairs. Darren Elliott. Between the benches? Yes. Darren Elliott down low. And Hatcher. Darren Hatcher, right? Darren Hatcher. Darren Hatcher. Yep. Not not Darian Hatcher. Not Darian. Not Kevin Hatcher. No. Not Terry Hatcher, but Taryn. We'll, we'll see how that broadcast goes, considering the location they're putting us in. Nashville, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you guys will fly from where are you on Thursday? Calgary. Oh, so you'll 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 miss happy hour getting from Calgary, <laughs> oh, but to not by much. Calgary to Nashville. I got a five a.m. flight Friday. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be in Nashville by eight thirty. <laughs> Jordan McJordan McCann, look out! Here comes the sheriff. Are you taking your uh, boots? Are you taking? No, no. Oh, cowboy cowboy this is business. Pack, oh, business packs of now, cowboy now boots. Now it's important. This will be business. That's yes, right. it's never business when we, he's there with us. No, no, no monkey no. business. Three That's kinds right. of business. Funny business, monkey business, and none of your bleeping business. Yeah, there you go. That's that's a good note to wrap up the pod for another year on. So that's it, boys, huh? That's that's the ball game. And, uh, well, 
whether the Golden Knights are in it or not, we always say it's the best two months in pro sports. Stanley Cup playoffs every night, starting tonight as we yeah. sit here on Monday, May the 2nd. And it'll go until, I guess, third week of June? A little bit later this year. Yeah, right? It'll, go, June, it'll anyway. go basically to the end, end of June. June. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then uh, before we know it, Golden Knights will be back here training. But it'll be a while, right? That's the one thing when you miss. It's, yeah. Uh, and and said, we're back on routine. Yes. Normal yeah. routine. Yeah. This is, even yeah. though the Knights didn't make the playoffs this year, their season actually ends later than it did in year two when they lost in the first round to San Jose. Right. Right. Because of the lateness of starting exactly. at the Olympics, the whole yeah. nine yards. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's been a blast uh, doing this again this year. Thanks to everybody for listening to us for dopes and uh, we'll do it again. We'll talk to you when we talk to you on the Sheriff Lawless and some guy named Dave podcast.